Yeah, dirty bones here, Saber. Come on now and fight! You need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Be a dog. Whatever happens in leash, it's always a scandal. Why do you think that was? Probably because we're always drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's no smoke without fire. That goes to light. I met Tommaso Shea one day and he said, I'm sick of that northern crowd. He said, if they went set dancing twice a week, we'd all be set dancing twice a week. I can remember a lad, Jay Booth, right? And he was getting sick, right line like that, <laughs> looking at me like, and I'm going, this is not helping me here. Every man, woman, and monkey in me all is, is nearly right in the mouth. Shake the bucket! That's it! Yeah, still uh, Everton nil, Wigan 3. This is our panel here on News Talk Sports Saturday. I'm joined in studio by Hayley O'Connor from Ladbrokes and Johnny Ward of the Racing Post. You're very welcome, guys. Thanks for that. Thank you. And uh, on the line from Sandown is Cornelius Lysett of the BBC. How are you doing, Cornelius? Well, apart from the fact that I'm an Evertonian, uh, not too bad at all. <laughs> yeah, they're struggling, I have to say. Well, Conceded three next, goals in three If next three week minutes. is as bad as those three minutes were in the first half, then it's going to be a very long week. We're, we're, uh, we're starting the build up to Cheltenham obviously as you can imagine it is just a giant party for a week well it's a giant party but, but it's also the most important four days of jump racing not just in Britain and Ireland but, or Europe but uh, across the world and I think what's really good about the Cheltenham festival is that it is a genuine festival because you're absolutely right uh, the, there is the party atmosphere, there is the great big party that spills off the race course and into the surrounding area after racing and uh, starts before racing, but during the afternoon those six or seven races are the six and seven uh, really six or seven really important events that people want to get their teeth into so it's a genuine festival, it comes every year there's the old cliche isn't there Joe it's the Olympics of horse racing, well it's not it's much better than that because it comes every year, not every four years. What race are you looking forward to most? Um, well, <laughs> somebody asked me this yesterday and suddenly I said, well, obviously there's the champion hurdle on the first day and there's the Arkle on the first day. And Oh, what about uh, the Queen Mother? Yeah, what about the Gold Cup? There are just endless races to look forward to. Some supreme novice hurdle news today. It sounds from here at Sandown as though Puffin Billy will probably run in the supreme novice hurdle. Uh, quite a lot of people quite keen on hit, seeing him uh, and expecting to see him bounce back after his um, his disappointment last time at Exeter. But really, from the Supreme, right the way through until the Grand Annual on the Friday afternoon, it is uh, highlight after highlight after highlight. We're going to ask all our panellists across the era for their tip of the week. It can be in any race. Do you have a secret that you want to share with us? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, do you know, I, I know this, <laughs> I, I was going to be really enthusiastic about Empirical for the bumper, but we've heard the news today that uh, Empirical, trained by Jeremy Scott, is a non-runner in the bumper, has had a setback, only a minor injury, but won't be able to make it. I thought he was uh, devastatingly impressive when winning uh, on debut at Huntingdon, um, so it won't be him. Uh, it's typical actually of the bumper I've heard so many tips for that race and they've all been British tips over the last few days quite what it would be like in a Connell Street hearing tips uh, about uh, uh, the bumper I can't imagine but uh, one horse for the whole week Uh, actually I think talking of Jeremy Scott I think Melodic Rendezvous in the Supreme Novices Hurdle Race if he was trained by Nicky Henderson Paul Nichols or Willie Mullins he'd be uh, 
absolutely uh, rock solid as one of the favourites. And he's around about 8 or 10 to 1. I think that's absolutely amazing. Melodic rendezvous. And, and the ground will still be in his favour because we're, we know that the going is currently soft at the race course. The covers are going down. Uh, the remaining covers are going down today and tomorrow. So it'll be covered all the way through until the start on Tuesday because the forecast for... And yes, have you heard this? Uh, I don't know if you, uh, anyone who's coming, you've got to bear this in mind. It's going to be so cold, apparently, at Cheltenham on mm. Monday that daytime temperatures, taking into account wind chill factor, will feel like minus five. For goodness sake, it's meant to be spring. It's Cheltenham. Don't the weather gods know about this? But uh, I think it'll get very cold Monday night into Tuesday. But the good news is that it's expected to warm up significantly during the morning on Tuesday. And the thing that the race course are saying is, look, guys, we're, we're putting the covers down and we're telling everybody that the weather's going to be cold. It's not because we think we're going to lose a day's racing or anything like that, but it's just sensible to do it. And they would look like a bunch of clowns if they, if they hadn't warned people and they did have to have an inspection, which they might well have to do first thing on Tuesday. Yeah, one of the talking points here during the week was about the ground. Don McLean yeah. was in the studio and he was saying it could ride testing. There is a possibility. I mean, and that well, hasn't happened no in a rain. long time. So well, what is the forecast or what is well, the latest? That, I think Don might well be spot on because it rained pretty significantly during yesterday and they're not expecting any more significant rain over the weekend or Monday, just cold on, on Monday night into Tuesday. So uh, on the basis it would have been pretty wet yesterday, one imagines, when they turned it to soft. It could just be quite sort of holding and that could just just add an, uh, an extra uh, uh, concern uh, and an extra factor to be taken into account by uh, everybody um, uh, 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 by everybody trying to find a winner. The other bit of news today, talking about the champion hurdle, uh, I, you possibly mentioned this already on the programme, but Rock on Ruby will wear blinkers. Uh, that's been confirmed as well by Harry Fry. I think that's a bit of a surprise. No one had really predicted that. And uh, Harry Fry... Uh, the youngest trainer in Britain, just 26 years old, and uh, guided Rock on Ruby to win the champion hurdle last year when part of the Paul Nichols team, but now training the horse uh, on his own, says, look, uh, he got to the front quite early last year and he just idled a bit in front. He just sort of didn't quite know what the score was. Yeah. Um, and he, as it turned out, he galloped on uh, stoutly up the hill to uh, win the champion hurdle, but they are going to put blinkers on him on Tuesday just to make absolutely certain. So interesting use of, uh, of uh, headgear on him Rock on Ruby and cheek pieces we're expecting on long run as he tries to regain the gold cup uh, against Bobsworth, Sylvaniaco Conti and of course Sir Deschamps on Friday Before we let you go Cornelius, you're in Sandown obviously today, we can hear the noise behind you the Imperial Cup Well the sound effect CD is working well is it? Yeah, you're in, you're in, I'm sitting you're, in, you're in your living room, room. Really, I know, yeah, 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 this is the magic of radio <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Talk to us about the Imperial Cup briefly Well I'll tell you what um, uh, we've got 20 runners now uh, for the race uh, four of them have uh, come out because the going here is heavy soft in places down the back it really did it was the most miserable day I was racing here yesterday and it was awful Claret Cloak is out changing the guard is out uh, Paintball and Solara's exhibition are all non-runners so it leaves 20 Mr Mole is heavily heavily backed I think people who are uh, enthusiastic uh, about getting a few quid today uh, a few euros today ahead of Cheltenham are looking at this Mr Mole and seeing who owns it, JP McManus, seeing who trains it, Paul Nichols, the champion trainer over here, and looking who rides it, AP McCoy, and thinking that this is absolutely solid. But he's only racing, isn't he, for the fifth time in his life 
but he is uh, the well-backed 72 favourite with the sponsor Paddy Power and uh, a spokesman for Paddy Power said to me not so long ago it will be quote disastrous he said write that down that's the word we're looking at disastrous for our company if Mr Mole uh, gives a lot of punters a lot of money by landing the Imperial Cup but plenty of horses being put up against him I'm uh, personally I'll put my money where my mouth is with Tominator because although his jumping hasn't necessarily been brilliant since he went hurdling he's a real hardened customer he's a street fighter uh, I remember him winning the Northumberland Plate, I think it was, on the flat. It was officially good to soft that day, but uh, that didn't look good to soft to me. That looked even softer than that. So he won't mind the conditions. Tominator, and uh, he's number 17 on the card. And his jockey, Dougie Costello, has already had a winner here at Sandown this afternoon because he won the first race of the afternoon on his mount in that race, which was called Calculated Risk. Cornelius, lovely stuff. We'll let you go and enjoy the race. And Have a today. good week. Yeah, Have a good we'll, week. We'll talk to you next week, I'm sure. That's Cornelius Lysett of the BBC, who's at Sandown today. Here in Dublin, we have Haley O'Connor of Ladbrokes and Johnny Ward of the Racing Post. Uh, folks, picking up on that point, I suppose, about the weather conditions, how much is that to the front of your mind in terms of who you're looking at, what you're picking, Johnny? Is it going to have a massive effect in this festival? Yeah, it'll definitely have a big effect. Um, I suppose the immediate thing that would come to mind for me if of the bets I've had is salsifying the Fox Hunter on the Friday because on Thursday evening, I think there is uh, rain expected. Um, it probably won't... Uh, adversely affect the Irish challenge too much because a lot of these are very, most of the Irish horses are well used to soft ground um, it's, it's it's unexpected at Cheltenham but it just seems to be the way weather, weather patterns are yeah. going there, in other words there's no pattern anymore and that's why you know there was so much you know rain in Ireland last summer we basically didn't have a flat season at all it was just run on winter ground and it's very unusual for Cheltenham talking about minus 5 and soft ground for the first day it is strange yeah, it's funny. There, I suppose the race I think it's going to have a big impact on is probably the the world hurdle because there's a couple in there who who wouldn't have claims unless unless there was a bit of give in the ground. Mm. One probably being uh, Rev de Savola, the the uh, the second favourite. And the the one thing I would say is, if someone said to me when I went to Cheltenham for the first year, they said, "Don't go to Cheltenham with sentiment because you can just throw it. You'll definitely lose money." And the thing is, you follow horses all season, and you 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 get a real affection for them, and you you start believing, you know, just really really believing in them. And then something like the ground can change, mm. and you really need to be slightly agile in your opinions and and the way you read the form. So, I think it's going to have a big bearing on on people's selections. Hopefully, some surprise results will come out of it because the way day one is looking for the bookmakers is, is pretty treacherous at the moment you four really strong favourites uh, which could have us on our knees on day one that would be terrible that would be terrible yeah it would <laughs> uh, there's obviously 26 races to talk about if people want to text in on 53106 and ask about a specific race or a specific course then we'll put those questions to you towards the end. Let's start with Tuesday and the champion hurdle. We're looking at 10 runners at the moment. Johnny, is that right? Yeah, Joe, it wouldn't even be 10 by the end. I think the we'll, we'll see the declarations um, tomorrow morning. But um, I suppose we should we should we hear these bookmakers talking about disasters and <laughs> treacherous and all this stuff. I, I don't think uh, things will be quite that bad. Um, and I wouldn't be uh, expecting share prices to go massively down on, on these bookmakers because I think they have things covered. But there are a lot of uh, short price figures. It, it, you know, Hurricane Fly, champion hurdle, trying to reclaim it, not easy to do. Uh, he is going to be very well backed from an Irish perspective um, because he is the Irish hope in the race. And even though there's, you know, quite a bit of negativity about his chance among some um, pundits, uh, there's no doubt that 
on his day he he is the best horse of these I think and it was interesting to hear Ruby Walsh um, say he was rather perplexed by the negativity about Hurricane Fly which saw his odds drift a bit this week and he's now more more of a solid chance I, I think he's probably going to go off something like 6-4 to 13-8 on the day but it's going to be very unusual in that there's such a small field for the champion hurdle this is this is is, is most unusual really mm. and it just seems to be one of those freaky things um, my long term fancy in the race was Darland who lost his life uh, in a fall um, when he probably would have beaten Rock on Ruby um, earlier this season and uh, you know he, he could he could conceivably be favourite so he, he's a you know the JP McManus colours as well he, he was a big um uh, hope gone from the race but it's it's a fascinating race you could have many different opinions on it for all that there is a small field I was listening to Willie Mullins talk last night about Hurricane Fly Haley and he was saying you know you just can't overestimate how unhappy I was with him last year he was yeah. just just wasn't right yeah he only had one prep race yeah this he, year he's had three yeah and Willie Mullins is saying he's just thrilled with how he's going so that must give him you know if I was looking at it I would think well you look at his pedigree you look at what he's done over the last two years you take into account last year and he's kind of hard to look past yeah, well, I mean, I suppose last year, right from the very start, I think, Johnny, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was supposed to run in the Morgiana and he didn't. And um, just from the very start, there was always doubts. Um, he was he was extremely well backed last year. I don't think that they're going to let um, the, the tactics of the race, I don't think they're going to let Rock on Ruby uh, do what he, the way he ran the race the race last year. Um, but Hurricane Fly, for me, he just, he, you don't understand, he, he's a brilliant horse he's extremely talented it's really encouraging for his backers to hear that he's in such fine fettle mm-hmm. but he is a massive massive task at hand he's nine years of age and um, it's a champion hurdle after all and there is a fragility with with hurricane fly that just kind of slightly encourages us bookmakers to to take him on i think he's going to be bigger than 13 to 8 on the day there was talk yesterday that, that you know he might even be three to one on the day so perhaps hold off um backing him i'd love to see this horse win from a, a personal point yeah. of view but i think if there's going to be a chink in his armor he his nearest challenger would probably be zarkandar he's uh he won the triumph. He's done nothing wrong. He's a consistent type, maybe not a, a flashy type, um, but definitely one that could take advantage if if Hurricane Fly does put a foot wrong. And Binocular, who came over here, um, they weren't too hard on him. He's a horse that doesn't do particularly well on his seasonal reappearances. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's one of the contenders in my opinion, and could be a bit of a price on the day. Yeah, Nicky Henderson's been talking about Binocular, saying injury problems are behind him now, and he's certainly someone to look out for. Yeah, not not so sure the rain would would be in his favour. Uh, in he, there was a bit of controversy about the ride Tony McCoy gave him at Leopard Sound the last time when he was very much ridden in a somewhat sympathetic way, and all in all he was disappointing on the day. I can't really see him coming back to win this race. The the other Henderson horse, uh, Grand Duet, um, mm. was a remarkable uh, drifter uh, on the exchanges yesterday. By all accounts, last Sunday he worked very poorly. Yeah. Uh, drifted then and I don't know what happened yesterday and then he's sort of stabilised in the market but if you were um, a Grand Duet backer I would firmly believe in these situations there's usually smoke and fire there isn't one, there isn't one mm-hmm. and not the other um, so I would be worried about that the, the the fascinating thing about this race show is tactics whereas if there's a smaller a field the more likely there's going to be run at a, at a, at a slowish pace Um I don't think that's any inconvenience to Hurricane Fly. He's a one, one mile two listed winner on the flat. He's loads of pace. Uh, for Zarkander, on the other hand, if this is run at a slow pace, um, 
he'd be vulnerable because he's, he's not the fastest horse in the world by any means. Rock on Ruby wearing the blinkers is evoking memories of hardly useless dictating under Conor O'Dwyer and um, Rooster Booster coming looking like he was going to win the race and just not getting past him. Mm. And it just could be the same story. This time Hurricane Fly cantering alongside but Rock on Ruby finding a bit more so tactics will be fascinating. Yeah, Ruby Walter was talking about that the fact that there's no front runner in the race. How, how do you see that panning out Hayley like will Zarkander have to do all the running it's really hard to call and you know this is what I was thinking when they said that they were putting um, blinkers on, on Rock on Ruby Johnny I don't know what, what how you see the race like how is that going to influence tactics is he going to is he going to make the running do you think or yeah I think I think the, the application of blinkers would certainly lead to suggest that he might and that you know, talking about being out in front and idling, um, Cornelius was saying, obviously, if you're out in front the whole way, you can't be idling too much. Um, and the beauty of racing is if, if if you ever follow racing and you look at how betting and running works out, any time, within reason, any time the front, the, a horse takes to the front, he's straight away, his price is cut, people want to back him. Mm. And that means, you know, you can dictate a pace, you can slow it, you can um, go, obviously, if you go even, um, it gives you the best chance because you're out in front and you can make, you know, you, you have no issues with horses falling in front of you, horses taking you on, anything like that. Um, Zarkander has made the running, um, I, I think he'd be suited more by a strong pace but I, I can't see him being very far off the gallop and it's going to be a smallish enough field you know the likes of Countrywide Flame as well he's a horse who, who's probably reliant on a, on a good gallop and he's going to be up with the pace and the more the more I think about it I think Hurricane Fly is going to be very well suited by what happens on Tuesday particularly with the ground on the soft side Yeah I asked him I actually asked Charlie Swan I was doing a, a preview with him the other night and his, he's a brilliant brilliant jockey and I said "What's the, how, how do you ride Cheltenham mm. and uh, Tom Siegel who's like one of the best if not the best tipster around sorry Johnny but um, he said that he reckons the start of a race in a national hunt race is more important than the start of a race in a flat race which perplexed me because the distances are, are obviously different um, and Charlie said that in the likes of the champion hurdle mm. if you're off the pace in any way you're going to be in trouble he said you really 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 want to be in the first three or four and he said because it's just it's different than, than any other situation you'll, you'll ride in it sounds like you're both at the same time all leaning towards Hurricane Fly. No, I'm actually a layer of Hurricane Fly. I'd take him on. I've been I've been a layer in the sense that I thought his price was short. Um, but I said to Willie Mullins, I think uh, you know, t- t- at Christmas, does the horse need soft ground? Because he's been really impressive in Ireland on the mm. horrible sort of ground yeah. we've had. And Willie just said no, and he didn't even elaborate on that. There's no <laughs> doubt in his mind that because his his two runs at Cheltenham last year. As much as Willie says he wasn't happy with the horse last year, this horse was backed off the boards on the day. That usually doesn't happen if a trainer isn't happy with the horse. It just doesn't happen, actually. Yeah. Whatever about Irish patriotic Was that sentiment? sentiment? It, 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 yeah. it is to a degree, but sentiment shouldn't... Dig, like, bookmakers should be able any day of the week to take on sentiment. Yeah. Sentiment doesn't put bread on the table. And Hurricane Fly, everyone said he was a banker last year. Willie has said all year I'm a lot happier with him. And, and that is the key, because Rock on Ruby beat him fair and square last year. And at no stage in that race last year did Hurricane Fly look like winning. Even if you go back to his previous Cheltenham win over Peddler's Cross, that form now in with the ability of looking back two years later, it's nothing too exciting. Like, And whether you can marry his Irish performances with his English performances is debatable. But the, the, the ease in the ground, I think, will definitely help him. And the small field won't, won't disadvantage him at all, at yeah. all. OK, well, that sounds pretty positive for him. That's the uh, Tuesday... Uh, big race on Tuesday the champion hurdle we're going to before the ad break look at the Queen Mother Champion Chase on Wednesday uh, Sprinter Sakura the latest 4-1 to one on 4-1 to one on and it's a race if you're if you're into racing if you're not into racing 
turn the television on and watch this horse. He's, I mean, some people are giving out about this race saying, you know, it's a farce of a race because, you know, what's the, it's going to cut up so significantly and what's he taking on? It doesn't, it, to, it, it doesn't matter to some respect because he's just an absolute superstar. The speed at which he tackles the fence is how aggressive he is, the, the way he looks, the way he jumps. He's just an intriguing horse. He's mm. probably one of the best we'll ever see. And uh, and it's the horses like this that do get people to the to the racetracks. Um, Finian's Rainbow in this race was my choice selection, uh, but he, he he runs. He's really ground dependent. He's had two terrible uh, previous ones. He's obviously won this this race before, but the news of the weather and the ground has completely um, put me off. What do you think? Is I mean, is this just a race to turn on and enjoy and not necessarily bet on, Johnny? Uh, yes, yes. I, I think if Ladbrokes and, and their, um, you know, their bookmaking allies are offering betting without the favourite, I think that'll be a market that people might be more interested in. It's mm. it's not, you know, it's it's obvious that people aren't that keen to back a four to one on shot with, with who has to jump eight fences or whatever, you know. But, um, you know, I, I remember a few years ago, I was thinking of investing... Um, uh, in, in just putting a bit of money away and the best I could get I think was 10% over a three year period and I was mm-hmm. like you know surely there's more exciting ways of making 10% over three years with this horse you can make 25% in four minutes right you know so um, it's not quite as simple as that but no. he, he's he's just he's unbelievable he's everything he does is so electric um, and the disappointing thing I suppose about this race it's going to be a tiny tiny field um, I'm not even sure that um, Finian's Rainbow is going to run it I think Sizing Europe will Q card doesn't um, so there's, there's going to be such a small field the argument sort of goes to the new festival and the four days with the Ryanair chase which has basically robbed uh, runners from this race and it, it is a, a very very valid point that this race is going to be one of the creme de la creme races of the year is going to have four or five runners it's not, not ideal Is the reason that there's so few runners because no one wants to even bother taking on Sprinter Sacre? Yeah that's 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 probably the chief reason but also the fact that the Ryanair's run over a different trip and that might suit other horses better but um, to all intents and purposes um, they say you should never be afraid of one horse but if it's Sprinter Sacre you should be very afraid there's a text in, Cheltenham's always better when there's a true great like Sprinter Sacra, best made big books and so on. It becomes less about the betting and racing becomes more like a real sport where, you, where we watch it for greatness rather than making money. That's kind of following on from what we're saying about this race. Turn it on, marvel at the brilliance of Sprinter Sacra and remember the race as opposed to try to make money out of it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's moments uh, there's moments that I give out about my job and then there's moments that I really like it. But I remember uh, last year, um, big books watching him he at, at home he apparently he's a complete head the ball and he he keeps walking around in his box yeah. um weaving and i think that the rest of it grinding his teeth he's he's apparently really really difficult to saddle up and everything and then he walks into the parade ring and like there was thousands and thousands of people there because actually a couple of the favorites had got had got beaten and they were all looking to to big books to recoup some of their losses and he, there's something really spectacular. He, he had an incredible presence about him. This horse, I hope he, I hope he does come back. But that day when I was standing in the in the ring, I just looked at him and, and just the, it was, it was actually awesome. And like watching the crowd and the atmosphere, that that is what racing is about above mm. everything else. Great. So even our resident bookmaker Haley <laughs> says, "Don't bother betting on this race." Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're obviously going to talk about the Gold Cup and the uh, Ladbrokes World Hurdle. We'll also get. Uh, Thoughts from Haley and Johnny on their uh, outside tip of the week, and we'll talk about who might win best jockey. So that's all on the way. It's still 89 minutes now in the FA Cup gone at Goodison. It's Everton nil, Wigan 3. 
Yeah, you're very welcome back to News Talk Sports Saturday. Joe Malloy with you across the afternoon. Lots coming up on the show today. We'll go over to Miami and talk to Carl McGinty about the golf. Just after three o'clock, we'll have Liam Toland and Keith Wood talking about a pretty huge game of rugby for Ireland this evening. At the moment, in the FA Cup, 93 minutes gone. Everton nil. Wigan 3 is the surprise scoreline at Goodison Park. And in Murrayfield, it's Scotland 3, Wales 3. Penalties each for Laidlaw and Halfpenny. We're continuing our build-up to Cheltenham. We've Haley O'Connor of Ladbrokes in studio and Johnny Ward of the Racing Post as well. We'll turn our attention to Thursday and the Ladbrokes World Hurdle Don McLean was in on off the ball during the week, and although Oscar Whiskey is the favourite at three to one, he was tipping Rev de Savola. What are your thoughts on this race, Johnny? Yeah, uh, I suppose anyone who doesn't know this race was basically big boxes for um, Monopoly for the last uh, four years, and now he's he's been obviously robbed of the chance to win it again, and he's uh, he's head and shoulders really above these. Mm. And what you have now is a bit of a smudged picture, really. Uh, Rev de Civila, if ever there were a horse who'd appreciate the rain, it's him because he's he's as slow as a hearse, as they say, and uh, he'll just stay going. Um, and he'd probably have an edge uh, on, on course and distance form. He has a little edge over Oscar Whiskey. Thankfully, thankfully there is. I mean, if thankfully there is an Irish interest in this race. If Quavega ran in this race, she'd win it. First of all, mm. Willie Mullins has, in my view, um, rather wrongly decided not to run her in the race. Instead, she's going to beat horses we've never heard of in the Mirrors Hurdle. Um, but we have Solwit and we have Bog Warrior. I get the impression from Charles Burns that Solwit isn't quite what he was, and I don't think that'll be good enough. He, he's, he's when also- you say get the impression for, from Charles Burns, do you mean after speaking to him? Because we all know he's going to keep his cards right close. To his chest yeah I, I I think he's um he's actually more open than some people give him credit <laughs> for um I think I think no more than Tony Martin they both have their reputation as being very shrewd tra- handicapped trainers but when you get good horses I think it kind of changes the way you train and um you know you're probably just maybe he's talking to the media a lot more with good horses but but he he basically said that Solwood wouldn't quite be working as well as he was in the days when he was taking on Hurricane Fly and all that um so that would be a little worry um uh, Charles might be mischievous and maybe he is working great but uh, I don't think so but my my selection hopefully he runs is Bog Warrior he won the Galmoy Hurdle at Goran uh, last time um, from a very solid uh, runner up and you know the rain will definitely be in his favour that proved he stayed three miles Tony Martin raves about him and he, he has had some good horses and I, I think he's I think he's Labrooks were biggest price about him um and maybe the eight to one, eight to one, eight to one yeah. uh, non-runner no best would be perfectly fair to me each way. I think Tony Martin has said Bog Boyer might not necessarily run if there's no word soft in the ground that day. I mean, that's really he wants a wet, mucky day where stamina comes into it. Yeah, well, Davey Russell concurred to what you just said there. Um, he was saying that like Bog Warrior is a horse with a lot of potential. He th- he doesn't even think we've seen the best of him yet. Yeah. And he said like that, not necessarily that he's a mudlark, but he he definitely wants to leave a print in in the ground. But he you never know he might. And if it if it's tacky, I mean, I don't know what putting the covers on on does Johnny, but does it does it make it gluey or? Uh, yeah, I certainly wouldn't be the person to ask about that. Um, <laughs> but if 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 their ground is tacky, um, it, it, it tacky is, is a basically it could suit some horses but not others, and it, it is it brings in another variable into it. But um, you just hope for genuine sort of you hope for genuine ground, and obviously putting on covers is is artificially influencing mm. conditions. I'd say by Thursday you should be okay. Um, I'd say the ground at that stage would probably be drying out a bit, and that would be the the imponderable about Bob Warrior the consensus if we're, if we're saying maybe it is between Rev de Savola and Oscar Whiskey the ground drying out suits Oscar Whiskey 
Yeah, he's a speed horse and uh, he, he's probably better over a little bit shorter than this. Um, they say he got the trip the last day. There's a couple of negatives about him um, in terms of pure and utter rumour that he, he maybe hasn't been working that great. There's also been slight negatives about Rev de Savola, but he's, 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 his odds don't seem to have changed that much. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one, really. Um, I think Wonderful Charm is probably going to run in the race. Um, and another one probably with a fairly small field uh, you know these odds the odds available now non one no bet with Labrox are definitely the way to go because I think the prices will contract uh, do you agree with that Haley? are they the way to go <laughs> well a wonderful charm actually just you mentioned there um, was heavily backed for this race yeah. um, it was 16 so now it's gone into 10 I don't think Oscar Whiskey can, can can win this race. I think people think Rev de Savola is more ground dependent than he is. So even if it does dry out, I don't think the firm is going to the the form is going to be reversed from the cleave hurdle, which is a brilliant indicator um, for this race, which in which he beat um, Oscar Whiskey. Yeah. Um, Solwich, if he if he goes if, if like um, David Russell again was saying, if if Solvich turns up for the race. Charles doesn't doesn't enter horses at Cheltenham unless he thinks they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And I saw him at at Nace, and he just he was really he looked really really well. He's been very good this this uh, season, um, and I think he I think he's definitely in with a, a, actually a better chance than than Bogwire. So it'd be Rev Rev de Savola or uh, Solid for me. Before we move on to the Gold Cup, Johnny, who are you going for? Yeah, a tentative allegiance towards Bog Warrior. Very good. Okay, so uh, Oscar Whiskey, the favourite, not the pick of either of our two panellists here this afternoon. We'll move on to the Gold Cup. No Coto Star, no Denman. It's all slightly strange. Yeah, it's missing. I, I, there's something. Quite, like, I suppose I followed Denman and Kato Star like everyone else did so much, and uh, their trials and tribulations. But you know, they're sort of missing a little bit of. It's a little bit lacklustre for me this year, but probably because. There isn't there isn't that um, byline, but I suppose this is the young brigade coming on to to take everybody on. Bobsworth is the three to one favourite. He could get uh, he could get bigger on the day. The yeah. worry is why haven't we seen him in so long? Having said that, he's with he's with a trainer who knows exactly how to get horses fit. Has an amazing faci- facility to to do so. So he probably uh, he's probably one that. You know, he he might necessarily have have needed a race a race course from Johnny um, Bob's worth as he said three to one. Sir Deschamps about four to one. Willie Mullins, we all obviously hope it goes Willie Mullins' way. Will it? Uh, I think it it has a great chance. Yeah. Um, I I know Coto Star and Denman was great, but I I'd be quite patriotic when it comes to Cheltenham and just to have an Irish horse with a great chance. We've we've been a, an irrelevance in this race really, which is staggering considering the strength of point to points in Ireland and that's where staying chasers generally come from, mm. if not France. Um, and for all of that, I think when the recession hit, the 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 big owners maybe took a hit and um, for this reason or other and the cyclical nature of the sport, we just haven't had any proper Gold Cup horse until now. And and this horse. Um, Willie Mullins it, it, it's hard to it's hard to overstate what a genius of a trainer Willie Mullins is mm. and I'm not saying that um, because he might be listening or anything like that it's just it's <laughs> genuinely true and he hasn't won the Gold Cup yeah. and he's he's had one target for this horse all year and that is next Friday um, he's, he's, he's two from two around Cheltenham he was imperious in winning the juice in last year obviously he's an awful lot more to do in this but I think class jumping wise uh, course form everything points to a very very big run Haley, I saw 
William Mullins talking about Sir Deschamps' chances and he was saying he's improving all the time, finishes well at Cheltenham, but he does, or certainly he has made a few mistakes mm-hmm. which have, has surprised Willie and obviously he's desperately hoping that that's out of yeah. the system now. But yeah. We don't know. Yeah, but you, you make a very good point in him saying that he's improving all the time. I mean, like, I didn't actually fancy Sir Deschamps because I was looking at, you know, he was he was beaten in the Lexus. He the the Hennessy that he ran in was slow by nearly a minute, um, and I just I just thought there were others in the race with very strong credentials. He's absolutely the worst result uh, for us in the Gold Cup, but. Just hearing, I mean, you think about Willie Mullins, really, really top trainer. Mm. He he doesn't need to have this horse wound up for the whole season. Like this has been his target. You know, if he's only now putting the finishing touches on him, it, it, like I'm I'm starting to doubt myself in in opposing him because I think his his claims could be getting stronger all the time. First lieutenant was I actually would would pick over him if he if he ran in this race. Um, you know, the Lexus has has great indicators for for the um subsequent for the subsequent gold cup and um and I just think he's I think he could be in with the real shout but I, I he probably won't go for this and the horse that I think um is kind of going under everyone's raid, radar is Sylvie Niako Conti. Ah, that's interesting because I was just about to ask about um him because Mike Cattermole was on off the ball during the week Johnny and he was talking about uh, Silviano Conti has been in with a huge chance in this race. Yeah, he's trained by Paul Nichols and uh, he's he stays very well and he's just been massively progressive really over the last uh, 12 months. Massively progressive. Um, he, he was very good in, in, in victory the last year against the giant bolster uh, and obviously as Paul Nichols' main hope in the race, that's something similar to saying it's Willie Mullins' main hope in the race. They're two legendary trainers. The problem with Sylvia Nacco Conti that some people would pick out is that he hasn't, he hasn't course form and that is a, a slight doubt and and it's hard to underestimate the importance of having um, form around Cheltenham because it's a slightly idiosyncratic track it's up and down mm. it has a hill this and that um, that would be the, the main worry but uh, in terms of form and ratings he's, he's very solid the, the Cheltenham factor is, is I suppose just a slight worry Hayley who are you going for in this race? I'll be cheering on Sir Deschamps but my money will be on Sylvaniaco Conti Johnny? Uh, I've backed Sir Deschamps with uh, the Highly reputable bookmakers beside me, and uh, <laughs> I think I got eight to one or seven to one. So um, I'll be I'll be hoping for the best, but I, I do think I wouldn't put anyone off. I think if you back this horse each way, you'll get your money back at worst. Very good. A few texts coming in. I want to get to how many Irish winners are we predicting? Is it will it be over seven? Wonders Con. It was five last year. Very very low last year. Five, yeah, yeah and it was thirteen the year before that. Uh, I'm gonna go over. Definitely over. Yeah, I'd be over. Particularly with the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ground. And Willie Mullins, um, Willie Mullins, by all accounts, on the phone to the Racing Post colleagues this last couple of weeks, he's never been in better form. Yeah. That's a good sign. And he's going to dominate the Irish winning list. Well, he has six favourites going into the festival. Yeah, it's amazing. And quite a few second favourites as well. Um, it, you know, his, his strike rate in Ireland this year is just staggering. It's like one in three winners from runners. Just crazy stuff. Um, and he, he's, he's going to be absolutely paramount to our hopes next week. Yeah, well, I mean, he broke... Aidan O'Brien's record the 155 winners just extraordinary stuff somebody else is wondering hi Joe could you ask your experts what their best each way bet for the week is says Sean and Leitrim Uh, my each way bet is probably um, Bally Nagora I'm just going to check I'll come back to you in a second I'm just going to check which race he's still running in because he had a couple of entries yeah. he is favourite for the Burn Group I plate, think he's been confirmed for that today okay, okay. Yeah. well then that's not really an each way back because that's, that's 9-2 to two. 
Um, so what is your each way bet then? <laughs> <laughs> um, my my each way bet. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll let me have. I suppose actually no. I know what my each way bet is. Uh, my each way bet would probably be um, Levan Dantan if he's about eight to one in the champion bumper. Yeah. Um, I, I think the the beauty of it now is you can wait to see the races that they're on the day rather than kind of speculating at this time but mm. mine would be Inish Island in the Coral Cup Who is going to come out top jockey? I was looking at this this morning it's very hard to call I think Russell could be could be value at 16 to 1 mm. um, you know Giggins Town he's, he's picked up other rides as well I think he. I think he could be in with the. He's. I think he's better value than than Ruby Walsh at five to four. But then, if I had to side at one, it'd probably be Gary, Barry Garrity. Uh, yeah, it's close one between Ruby and Barry, as the betting suggests. I. I haven't a strong view on it this year. I have backed in this market before. I think it's a great bet as well because you have an interest in every race nearly. Like even if you haven't a horse backed in it, but I think Ruby probably just has a bit more firepower, and he'd be the selection. Mm. We are, if you're wondering, just trying to keep track of all this, we're going to put all the tips up on the website, newstalk.ie, so you can go on afterwards and get all the tips from the guys. Uh, text in, I don't know what you make of this, would your panel agree that the Irish week is always defined by the Tuesday? If we don't win the Supreme Novices and Champion Hurdle, we won't have a winner all week. Uh, well, That sounds like one of these cliches that isn't based in fact, or is it? Well, no, because we do, we do have a great, uh, very good record in, in the Supreme Novices, and I suppose that's, that's the curtain, uh, curtain opener. So, um, yes, to an extent, the champion bumper is, is one that we've also got a very strong hand in. But, yeah, I suppose he, the, that texture probably has, has a point. Like, you know, we, we didn't get off to a great start last year, and that was kind of the, the taste of things to come. There, there was certainly an argument last year that the, the, the actual atmosphere was really flat because Hurricane Fly was beaten. Yeah. And, you know, there was so much money on him. It, you know, people just understandably, if you've lost a hell of a lot of money, your serotonin levels or whatever yeah. are not quite as high. And it deflated people a lot, and it was the first day. But there, there is, um, the first day will definitely be very critical um, for us, for sure. Okay, lovely stuff. Well, that's uh, Johnny Ward of the Racing Post and Haley O'Connor of Ladbrokes. I presume you're both going over. Yeah, going over and my going over on a, a Monday, getting the boat over, and I've uh, I've my big bet of the week is Pont Alexander in the Neptune. I, I was I was actually just going to say the same thing. This is <laughs> I my banker up, of the week. Yeah, well. I gave up smoking uh, this year, and every bit of money I've saved from giving up smoking, I've put into backing this horse at all prices. What odds you're back on the fags? He's uh, just gone down to the <laughs> gone down to the start. Well, actually, I might be. I might be. Actually, no, I'm very very confident in him. I've backed him from eights. He's now seven to four and I think he's just going to be unbeatable just sweet decor <laughs> okay very good a good note to finish on uh, you can blame uh, Johnny and Haley if that doesn't work out for you obviously we're going to give you an update in the rugby it's currently uh, 21 minutes gone Scotland 6 Wales 8 and I think Wales may have just scored a try we'll get confirmation for you in a moment and we'll also bring you the team news and full times from the football cross channel back in a second